friends, I'm Ash. And I'm Z. And welcome back to yet another week of Mistakes in the Making. So, Z, shall we give the listeners an update of your week? Sure. So, since last week and my whole false positive fiasco, I have just been indoors, living my best life. And by that, I mean binge-watching Fleabag and calling people and just being really (laughs) unproductive. But today I got to leave! Woo! It was honestly kind of nerve-wracking because the building manager was here and I had to like sneak past him. And then I ran to my car and I had to make sure no one was like peeping from their window and looking at me being like, ah, there goes patient zero, the contagion. But yeah, I went, got a haircut. My hair feels so much lighter. I'm super happy. Um, Yeah, it was just a really nice haircut. And I'm very pleasantly surprised by how voluminous it is because I cut off four. No, I cut off like five inches, which was a lot for me. Also, shout out to Clara Bell at Bandra. She did such a good job. She's honestly so cool. You guys should check her out on Instagram. Now I'm on her Instagram page, so oh, you can find out my identity. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> so how was your week? So my week was a little different. Um, I've been doing some mild soul searching recently as one does in the middle of a pandemic sitting at home. And I feel like I've really had time to think about friends and friendship in your 20s and how it's just constantly evolving. And it's just so different now. And I feel like just spending time with my friends virtually and making an effort for them and seeing who you want to make an effort for has just been quite educational, I guess. First off, I love how you said mild soul searching. Like, oh, you're just like getting the taste of it. So then tomorrow, what are you going to do? Like medium soul searching and then hot soul searching (laughs) and then spicy soul searching. And then, yeah, sorry. I just love that phrase so much. Ah, <laughs> oh, corny jokes, I know. But I definitely agree with you. I think I did a bit of soul searching and when it came to friendships last year, and I realized that mm-hmm. I have like my core group and I'm pretty happy with that. And I feel like I'm the kind of person where I have lots of friends who don't belong to Mm -hmm. a group but it's always great because I have someone to do anything with you know like I could literally be like oh I want to go you know climb a mountain and then I'm like ah I have a friend who wants to do that with me or I could be like oh I just want to spend all day in a room watching tv and oh I got a friend who wants to Mm -hmm. do something like that yeah for me it's definitely quality over quantity um especially at this age I mean I've never been someone who has like a large group of friends it's always like 10 close people who I hold so dear to my heart and I guess the kind of friendship that you know the Grey's Anatomy quote that's like um you know that kind of friend who you'd call to hide a dead body that kind of friendship not that I would need to hide a dead body um I keep forgetting this goes out to the public (laughs) but um yeah (laughs) I mean I definitely would just kidding Ash get ready for like a a 2am phone call (laughs) but um I think when it comes to female friendships in particular you and I have had 
kind of different experiences other than the fact that we have like we have like like just multiple friends for like different things um so I would definitely say that I was the kind of girl who just like stuck with my girlfriends um eventually I changed schools and then my friend group evolved I kind of Mm -hmm. lost touch with some of my friends in my old friend group but when I joined a new school I made a lot more new friends there over time. It took me like a solid year, honestly. But now I'm really happy with the women in my life. And Mm -hmm. I've kind of like stuck through with the same people for years now. Yeah. And there's something so beautiful about childhood friends or even high school friends. Because I feel like they know you in such a special way. They know the old you and are just sort of like a mirror to show you how much you've grown and just know when you're getting a bit off track and how to get you back, which is always kind of nice when you need it. (laughs) What was your experience like with high school friends? So I guess if I'm talking about like school friends in particular, I definitely jumped from like one group to the other growing up, like in middle school and even a bit till high school as well and it just took me a while to like find the kind of people that I know I would love for the rest of my life and yeah it's been really interesting it's definitely taught me a lot about myself and just yeah the kind of people I want around me And to be honest, like, you know, Maisie, I am such an introvert and I'm so awkward. So I'm quite happy with my tribe when I find my tribe. And I just don't feel the need to step out of that sometimes, which might not be a positive thing all the time. But it is what it is. Yeah. And wow, the ins and outs of friendship is actually crazy. Um, I think we've specified this in the past and like the first ever episode but you and I were really really tight till like grade eight grade nine that's also when I shifted schools and then we definitely lost contact to the point where we'd see each other at parties and we just kind of say hi but other than that it was just like radio silence and I don't think we spoke for like a solid two three years which is crazy oh, not at all yeah probably longer yeah and then I was in London where you studied for my semester abroad and Mm -hmm. I just hit you up on Instagram and you replied slowly I might add and very infrequently but you replied (laughs) and then we met each other and it was just amazing to reconnect and the thing that I've really learned from that experience is that when you know someone in school when you've known them as a child when you meet them as an adult it's basically like meeting a brand new person yeah, you have yeah. that history together, and yeah. what remains the same is the chemistry between you two and like the essence of your friendship. Yeah. But it's like yeah. rediscovering a new person. So that's exactly. one thing that really taught me a big lesson in life. And now I feel like I'm way more open minded when it comes to, when it comes to meeting people that maybe I didn't fully get along with or like back in school. 
Yeah, that's so true. I mean, everyone has matured since then and has grown. And I guess in school, everyone was still trying to figure out who they were. So it's not really right to judge them based on that. And I will say this, like for me, my two personalities are in constant battle. You know, the one more introverted, awkward, shy side versus the outgoing yeah I want to be loved and give love and I just want people to understand me and exactly want to make an effort to understand them and it's just been really nice to reconnect with old people you once knew and just get to know them in such a deeper and more special way and that goes for you and me Z as well like I'm so glad I stepped out of my shell and made an effort to meet you because now we're making a podcast like how insane is that but as much as there's a lot of positives um when it comes to friendships and the bonds you have um the one thing I've also learned that I think is just part of being in your 20s is learning how to let go and who to let go of I feel like especially when you have a lot of love for a person and a ton of memories you start making excuses for them or just look at them in a way that you think they are but aren't necessarily and sometimes they just become downright toxic or just aren't your well wishers or don't add anything positive to your life and I think that's a really important aspect of life and friendship right now Mm -hmm. learning how to let go of the negative yeah ah I've not really had a toxic friend since I was like 13. I'm going to be very uh-huh. real with you. I think when I was like before yeah. the age, I had one friend who was pretty uh-huh. toxic, but I never noticed it because I, A, I was a child and B, we had so much fun together. We had such good memories. So it's kind of weird to associate having fun, going out, having like good memories, pleasant memories with the person. And also acknowledging that they're toxic and bad for you because all those experiences and memories kind of mask the toxicity. Yeah, and I definitely do think that's one of the reasons why I've maybe struggled to identify these behavior patterns early on. And I guess everyone feels like that at some point. But, you know, my classic overthinking brain had to come up with a solution or maybe some sort of guideline for me to identify these red flags and behavior to look out for. So shall we just jump into it then? Um, Oh, wait, what's the first type? Yeah, so they're basically broken down into four different types of behavior patterns to stay away from. Um, The first is the type of friend that always is super competitive in a way where they try to outdo you and outwit you at everything you do. And it's no longer healthy competition at that point, but they just come off as someone who's not your well-wisher. And they just, I guess, bring you down, bring your energy down. And I guess this ranges from both extremes, Um, one being the kind of person who tries to go out of their way to sabotage your growth and progress, 
just so that they look better than you and also on the more basic level like you know the kind of friend that's like when you dress up and you just got your hair done and you've put on makeup and uh-huh. you meet them they'll be like oh no i don't think this suits you i don't think you look good in that i think you should maybe dress down or change or yeah you shouldn't wear that for a party but then the week after they want to borrow it Ooh. um and i just feel like that's so negative oh. like your friends should support you and if you're feeling confident should just add to that confidence and not try to take it away take your light away something along those lines um Mm -hmm. i was speaking to my friend and she recently found someone like that in her life and like cut them out so i was asking her when did you really realize that this person was for you and she told me Oh, I was like, but this is of course pre-pandemic. This happened in like December. She was just she told me that she had mm-hmm. uh gone to this person's house and they were getting ready to go to a party. Mm-hmm. And um my friend had gotten a new purse and was looking very cute that day. And she pulled together a very good look, which took a lot of time and effort because she, you know, she got her nails done, she did her hair herself, she did like a nice makeup look. And it took her effort, whereas mm-hmm. this other girl just kind of like, you know, like, put, like she had a tough day, I guess, and like just pulled an outfit together. So when my friend came out looking like glamorous, this is how mm-hmm. that girl paid her compliment. She said, and I'm just going to paraphrase it here. Um, she said, oh, my God. Oh, I hate you. And that right there, that's implicitly like just mm. indicates that this person is competing with you and they hate that you look better yeah. than them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, and yeah, and it was that moment when my friend realized that, oh, okay, this girl is just maybe not for me. Yeah, I think the most basic thing of what makes someone your friend is that they celebrate you and make you happy and and not bring you down. And yeah, you just need a hype man in your life, man. So ever since then, I've kind of cut that phrase out of my vocabulary. Like, I I don't understand. It's like such a backhanded compliment if you really think about it. Like, supposing if someone's going for like this fancy vacation or they're going for like a concert that you've wanted to go to and you're like, oh my God, you're going to have so much fun. I hate you. It kind of implies that you're fucking jealous. And that's not a good thing. You can't be jealous of your friends. Then they're not yeah, your friends. Yeah, you really can't be jealous of your friends. Because at that point, you need to fix yourself, honey. <laughs> also, yeah, guys, my mom listens to this and she hates me, I swear. So, oh, sorry, auntie. What do we say? I'm going to get an Irish stars because they're going to listen to this and be like, oh... Gali. No, but he better be okay with you saying Gali. <laughs> and I'm so sure we'll have a whole podcast episode about this. Yeah. Um, but moving on to the second type of friend that I feel is the most dangerous. Um, I call them the manipulator. So this is basically the type of friend that's all sweet and slick at the very beginning and attract you to them with their knack of manipulation, I guess, and just show you just a facade I guess but after a while like that true colors show and especially when you get into arguments with them somehow they always make it to be your fault and they're always the victim and 100 and I feel like friendships are kind of like relationships in terms of communication and 
this type of quote unquote friend might just leave you feeling completely used and emotionally abused and also i really like what you said there when you said that our friendships are like relationships because it is a relationship and that's mm-hmm. the problem like you're confiding in a friend you're telling them about your life and if they take that and like just hold it against you and manipulate it you and use it against you it's just it's mm-hmm. not right yeah so i mean i had this one friend in like the 7th and 8th grade that was so manipulative and so toxic for me so basically what she did over those 2 years was alienate me from all of my other friends like she would tell me things like they they're speaking about you behind your back and they're bitching about you and they said this to this one and you shouldn't be friends with them and i just had some blind faith in her and she was speaking the gospel truth so i completely cut my friends out for a while and sadly lost them in the process and it also got to a point where she was talking to guys pretending to be me so there was this one guy who Ooh. thought i was in a relationship with them for like a couple of days because oh she said yeah and like i don't know there was so much shit. it literally got so crazy at that time and i was just so shocked and one day i was i just saw her for who she really was and i snapped and i was so angry at myself for letting these things happen and not seeing it but i guess when you're caught in the eye of the storm you can never really tell what's happening and yeah you know it was just sad of course for losing a couple of friends but it was definitely a learning curve for me on on how i shouldn't be so gullible i guess and so trusting and i think it's really made me a stronger person even now like yeah it just really scarred me but taught me a lot in the process yeah I guess. honestly just not worth it i this is okay this is going to be really brutal but like having like a manipulative friend is weird because that manipulative friend doesn't see you as a person or as a friend they see you and treat you basically like your toilet paper you know and yeah this type of person also i feel uses you to some level to maybe gain popularity or more friends or just have someone to control because they feel so out of control or maybe even be like yeah i want to be invited to that plan with that group so i'm going to be friends with her and be nice to her and i see this even today with a lot yeah. of people who are just nice to you on the surface so I've maybe they'll be called like out that. or stay in the loop and i'm like nah oh dude there was actually this one girl at school and um she and i would hang out and like you know we'd always like do school work together and work on projects and i thought it was more than just you know working on projects like we actually had a friendship and then eventually school ended and like she kind of like just cut me off and i was like oh god she basically just used me for like you know study notes and study sessions mm. but oh whatever it is what it is See at some point you just got to realize that maybe you're giving a lot more than you're getting and that's so unequal and that's just not a friendship exactly. it's something you need to let go of which i guess brings me to the third type of friend which is the one that's most likely to treat you as their punching bag or drown you with their sorrows and complaints about life but you don't sort of receive the same support when you need them and 
I guess, obviously, while it's really important to lend a listening ear to people who need emotional support, if they don't show up when you need that kind of support, yeah. if you feel like you can't call them because you know they're not going to be there, then what's the point of that friendship? It's just all about them. I mean, I guess I did have this one friend who I believe I was there for through thick and thin and whenever they needed me. But when something happened to me where I was like, okay, I need to call a friend, I didn't even think of calling them because I knew I'd hear some excuse or the other. And it's just sad to be let down by someone that I guess you have a lot of love for. And maybe you make excuses for them. And I guess it takes a while to realize that maybe this is just like a one-sided relationship. And I guess you just need to let go no matter how much you care for them. Because at the end of the day, I guess they have to be there for you in the same capacity for it to be an equal friendship. That's always really sad because you feel like you're just like putting so much time, effort and energy and it's going so unappreciated like honestly what's the point of that when it reaches that you gotta end it and it really sucks but it is what it is yeah that is really difficult um but yeah i guess moving on to the fourth type of toxic friendship is just i guess something that i kind of need advice on because i still find super heartbreaking and I guess don't know how to deal with as yet um and this is when your friend gets into a toxic relationship with someone who you know deep down isn't right for them and probably doesn't like bring out the best in your friend but amplifies their worst qualities and I guess I'm conflicted in terms of like I would want to trust my friend's judgment and know that they're doing what's right for them. But at the same time, I guess you get so sucked into that relationship that sometimes it's so hard to see and maybe you need a friend to tell you off. But I guess, I mean, even if you try to tell your friend you don't want to like alienate yourself from them, what if they cut you off? And, you know, are just so ready to believe the person that they're with. I don't know. I feel like it's really tricky and obviously it does depend on every different situation. But I don't know, sometimes, like, you just feel like a shitty friend for not saying something or even for saying something. Exactly. Also, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like when it comes to that kind of friend, sometimes I feel like friends that are in toxic relationships, at least by the time I realize that their relationship is is toxic, it's been, like, you know, a lot of months into the relationship. And it's really hard to, like, end something Mm -hmm. because on some Mm -hmm. level that friend is also brainwashed because your first red flag that your friend is in a toxic relationship is that they really, really, really stopped paying attention to you and stopped, like, you know, spending that much time with you. Like, it's natural for your friend to get into a relationship and not have that much time for you. But, like, you know, to the point where you're not, like, hearing any, like, details about your friend's life or, like, you don't really, like, the friend doesn't put up, make time for you it's definitely a weird sign but I don't know it's just it's really weird Mm -hmm. I feel like we can do a separate episode on just toxic relationships if you want to do that 
because uh, we're gonna get into another yeah. 20 minutes just on toxic relationships yeah i'd be so down to do that next week um yeah i feel like there's lots we can chat about so yeah well listeners that was one heck of an episode baba ash really came out and inspired me to be a better person and to be more <laughs> wise and understanding but don't get used to it i'm gonna become my normal crackhead self very soon but yeah i think we really had a good discussion yeah, what do you think? i really appreciated this conversation today and I guess it's just making me think about all the people I do have in my life and just how much I appreciate them. And I guess for all you listeners out there, um, all I'd say is friends are super important, especially at this age and in these times that are so uncertain and so unpredictable. They'll sort of just bring that constant in your life and maybe just keep you sane and normal and happy. And that's all you need. And if there are any friends that you guys have that aren't making you feel positive or healthy, then just let go. I know it's really hard, but I guess it's better in the long term because then your light will, I guess, shine brighter and you can be who you really are unabashedly. So yeah, that's all I'd say. And yeah, for you lovely potty family friend group out there, listen to the sponsorship. Be a good friend. Thank you. And next episode, we'll do a special on toxic relationships. More specifically, what to do when your best friend is dating a toxic man. Because I don't know about you, Ash, but I've never dated a woman. Uh, I guess toxic friends are women, but ah, whatever. That's already this episode. (laughs) Um, But if someone has, then hit us up. And we'd love to hear your story. Also... Just something on my ADHD mind. If anyone has seen Indian matchmaking and no Seema auntie, then hit us up. Please. Seriously. We have to have her reach out. I really want her on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I also low-key might want to Rishta from her. <laughs> I mean, that could be a great episode, right? I don't know. Let's see. Like, just for the banter and for the content. Honestly, Seema auntie, come on, please. You need to be on our podcast. I'll pay your fees with the ad revenue we get. <laughs> well, yeah, Seema auntie, hit us up. And maybe one day we'll have a profound podcast. But